Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks making love. American made. Listen up, Auto Thoughts and Decepticlowns. You're listening to Prime Cuts, a non linear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Audrey. I'm your other host, Nero. New show Goofin! New show Goofin. We're back from our little summer vacation. Um, we're so fucking back. And we're talking about Transformers Cyberverse Season 1. Yeah, um, this was my choice. Um, I watched Cyberverse when Season 2 came out. Um, it's um, It's very different from a lot of Transformers shows. Very different. Um, very very different uh Uh, and it's kind of a refreshing take it's not to everyone's tastes but it is exciting to see them doing something new (laughs) so yeah there's a few interesting things about this series for one obviously the biggest departure and the thing that makes it different from every single other transformer show is that it is shorter episodes are 11 minutes instead of 22 minutes right um, it is also absent of human characters. Complete. I just, I, we haven't seen a one yet. Maybe there's some humans in the background in later episodes, but I haven't seen any. Yeah, I, I can't recall seeing any human characters. Um, and it is also female-led. Um, which is a bit of a departure. I, they kind of did it in Prime, but... That feels like, to me at least, more of an ensemble cast than Cyberverse does. Yes. Um, and also, it's worth noting that uh, this the show did end up on TV, but for the most part, uh, this was like a web series. This was released exclusively through like the app and uh, on YouTube and whatnot. And much better than almost any other Transformers web series. Oh, yeah. Look, we don't talk. We don't talk about those machinima shows, okay? I mean, we we're going to. Well, not the machinima ones. That's true. Also, we I are going. Look, I looked that up. I looked. I looked up who animated the the Netflix trilogy. It's not animated by Rooster Teeth. I don't know why you think that. It's not them. It. They were definitely involved. I don't. Maybe. Maybe it wasn't like their studio, but it was. They were definitely involved with it. Hang on. I'm gonna look. We're gonna before we talk about Cyberverse, <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna settle this right here, right now. Why did they have to name it something so fucking stupid? Um because like there's alright, so where, where Yeah. It's on the Rooster Teeth website, Transformers Prime Wars trilogy. No, that's not the thing. That's the that's the web that's the web show. The Netflix oh. show is called War for Cybertron Trilogy. Oh, fuck. All right. So they did the mach- the Machinima ones then. They did. And those look terrible. Okay. Um, okay. Th- War well, for Cybertron also looks terrible, but in a different way. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So so I was I was right, but wrong. I got yes. the wrong series, but I was correct that Rooster Teeth did a very bad Transformers series. Yes. Um, <laughs> but this, on the other hand, looks good, despite the fact that very clearly, this show was made on a budget. Um, I'm not being mean when I say that. It's just it's just very apparent 
that compared to a lot of other Transformers shows, uh, this one perhaps was a little bit less uh, flush with money. Certainly at the beginning, that is true. It, it is another one of those where it's like it actually became successful and yes. they started paying more attention to it. But yeah, it is not it is not the best animation of a Transformer series. It's also not the worst. It is, however, very bright. Which is nice. It's very, it's very bright. Um, it's worth noting here. Apparently, um, uh, from the TF Wiki, apparently the show got its name because the, the 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 creative team couldn't think of one. So Hasbro just pulled the Cyberverse name from a previous toy line and slapped it onto the show. I mean, what are you gonna do, right? <laughs> because the name doesn't really mean anything. Um, what is the cyberverse it's not it's not actually anything it's just a word yeah uh we are <laughs> this will be followed up by across the cyberverse and beyond <laughs> the c- cyberverse that, that one's gonna take a while right but uh, so before we get started it's worth noting that the uh another the the voice cast for this show is is interesting because a lot of them are younger or newer or like not as well known voice actors. Like there's no there's no fucking Peter Collins. There's not even any like Steve Gary Bloom. Ch- no Steve Blooms, no Gary Chalks, nothing like that. Some real workman ass uh voice actors in here, which which I think is good. I I am in favor of this. Yeah. Sorry, I just saw that there's a character named Discharge. Okay. Um, well, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's to counter a rector. And Overload. Right. <laughs> they, they, they're, they're, uh, they're a wrestling trio. They're called the Cum Boys. Anyway. <laughs> the um, Blowjob Brothers. Yeah. So, we talked about the first three episodes of Cyberverse Chapter 1. It's not seasons, it's chapters. It depends on who you ask. Whatever that fucking means. Uh, fractured, Memory, and Allspark. Well, we watched them, we're about to talk about them. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so... These episodes of our podcast, frankly, are probably going to be a bit shorter just because the episodes are shorter or about half as long. And we're doing three instead of two, generally speaking. But, you know. Yeah. I mean, these basically three episodes of this is... Or one and a half episodes of a normal series yeah. that we do. And so. I mean, stuff happens in them, but it's just not as dense as most other stuff. Um. Yeah. So, Fractured... Uh, starts by introducing us to our main character, Windblade. Um, I love that they chose Windblade to be like the star of this show. Um, it's kind of a reverse Harley Quinn situation, where she was a character who was original to the comics and did so well and got so popular. They're like, we're going to put her in other stuff now. Yeah. Of course, Windblade. Yeah, Windblade. This was very shortly after... Windblade's debut. If if anyone listening doesn't know about Windblade's origins as a character, Windblade was the result of a like fan, a fan poll, poll slash contest of what the fans wanted in a new character, and, and various feedback resulted in Windblade. Um, and she showed up in the IDW comics and has a, a one really good 
uh, solo series and one okay solo series. Mm. Um, I, do you think Till All or One is is that what no. you're t- saying? I was about to say like that's a bad win, series. I'm saying Windblade, the first, the the mini series called Windblade is a good uh, yes. good comic. The one with the Sarah yeah. Stone art is is the yes. one that I'm talking about. The rest of the other, the rest of the Windblade stuff. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, um, but in this, obviously, it's it's disconnected from basically everything. Uh, it's its own thing. And Windblade here, yeah, she's she's functionally the main character because our other main character is Bumblebee, as you can probably tell from the fact that he is plastered across all of the marketing. Because as well as uh, Windblade's recent debut, what else was coming out? Around the time of the show's uh, debut, the Bumblebee movie. Correct. So he was—he's you know—he ever since two thousand seven, the, yeah. the little yellow man has been all over the place. But especially during this period, he was getting a big marketing push. Yeah, but like at this point, like Bumblebee is the mascot character. He's the guy now. Of the franchise. I have. We all right. So we get, we start off with Bumblebee doing six stunts in the desert, right? But. We have to talk about something related to Bumblebee. So, just like his his movie counterpart, he has the speak through the radio thing. But there's two things that make it weird. Number one, he's got a human mouth. Uh, unlike Prime Bumblebee or Bumblebee from the movies. Which just kind of makes it awkward, because he, he just kind of gestures with his head while... Uh, audio plays the second part I'm that makes trying, it weird wait, wait wait before before we go to the second part i'm trying to imagine what you would prefer instead and all i can think about is that uh tiktok of the guy uh who plays skyrim music at the pub i mean just, just put, opening just, his mouth <laughs> just put you just put a fucking mask on that beast you know that's yeah that's fair i don't want to see him i don't want to see the lips i just i just don't like him when it when it's when it, we're, we're doing this thing <laughs> The second part is that instead, you know, obviously they're not going to get like licensed radio clips or whatever. So, so all of Bumblebee's radio talk is just his voice actor doing various yeah. impressions of extremely varying quality. Yeah. No, they're not. It's, it's not. Here's the thing about this is like, this is both very strange and quite annoying. Oh, it's, um, it's no good in the, in the first three episodes. I don't like it at all. Um, but it does resolve itself pretty quickly. Okay, um, good, because I don't know how much more of this I could fucking take. Well, a lot of this takes place in Bumblebee's Mind Palace, which we will get to shortly. Um, right. And where... speaking of, you know, so he also has, so he has both of the Bumblebee marketability things. He's got the radio talk, but he also speaks in beep boops like Prime does or Prime Bumblebee. But the other problem with that is his beep boops sound weird. They made it sound like insect buzzing. Well, I actually I actually kind of like this because what it sounds like to me is static. And so like it is mentioned again that his like voice box got damaged. Um but it sounds like to me like much more than the beep boops, like, that sounds like what a voice box being damaged would sound like to me, right? Like, trying to force sound out when it, those components don't work, right? Right? Like, think about, think about, like, when, 
I don't know if you even use wired earphones or headphones I at do. all anymore. I do have, I do have actually my, my headset has a wire. Yeah. So like, like think about when like that wire starts like fraying or whatever. It doesn't sound like beep yeah. boop. It sounds like, you know, noise trying to get through, but not succeeding. And that's what it sounds like here. So that part I actually don't mind. That's true. Um, it just that one that comes up less often and two once again his mouth is just out and it's yeah his mouth is just out it's put those away it's kind of a it's kind of a mouth out look put those smackers away (laughs) put Um, those lips away (laughs) so but you know when blade arrives she she sees bumblebee doing sick tricks and immediately just vomits exposition on him uh a- upon landing just like gives us the whole rundown of what's going on because listen we got 11 minutes for each episode we got to get through this shit quick yeah we gotta go we gotta get going um but the, the thing is that bumblebee has amnesia he can't remember anything right so the form that like windblade delivers this exposition in is in the form of questions right yes so she's like Hey, what happened to Optimus and the others? Where's your ship? Did you find the Allspark? And <laughs> Bumblebee's just like does like donuts around her and is like, oh hell yeah, women loves love donuts. <laughs> yeah, he's like the way Bumblebee acts in these first few episodes is very like it's awful. He's he's just having a great time and just has literally no idea what's happening. It's awful, but he has been lobotomized, so yes. we're we're uh, restoring his cerebral cortex <laughs> over the course of these episodes. You know what? I, you know what? I kind of wish they did instead of the, having the voice actor do all the voices. What if they got like, and this would have taken more time than they probably had to sort through all this. What if they got like a a uh, public domain library of like audio clips from fucking old shorts or whatever? I mean, what like, if they just like used clips from other transformers media yeah they could have done anything other than it's it they should have just used my little pony clips jeremy levy i understand that you you know you've got you've got some voices you can do you've got some funny accents i don't know how good you are at any of them unfortunately um so (laughs) So anyway, Windblade eventually figures out, it's like, oh god, you have amnesia, don't you? Um, and she's like, okay, that's fine. I, I, on god, I'm gonna fix you. And she's like, alright, let's find somewhere where we can fix you. And as soon as that happens, Thundercracker shows up for the first time in an animated series since... Was he in... Was he one of Starscream's... Uh, clones in uh, that animated episode yes he is okay i think it's the last time since animated that there's yeah. been an on-screen thundercracker yeah and certainly this is the first time it's been on screen he's been on screen as like really his own character yeah you know what i mean where he's not either like because he's in cybertron as well but that character is so diverged from whatever thundercracker's I guess you could call it a personality was in the G1 cartoon um, <laughs> that like, he might as well be a different guy. Uh, and yeah, animated Thundercracker is literally a clone of Starscream, but this guy's right. different. He's got uh juggalo makeup on. <laughs> He's goth. He's goth. He doesn't say anything in this episode. He just starts beating the shit out of Windblade. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, Hey, listen, honestly, 
they're in a war. Like that's what you would oh, expect. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> um, you know, I, I I must say I appreciate uh, how all of these guys do basically act like they are in a war. There's yeah. no, there's no, there's no fucking, uh, there's no any, you know, we're not, we're not wasting time here. Thundercracker lands and immediately starts fighting Windblade. Yeah. And it's so funny because Bumblebee just watches this and, and he's just like, wow, presidential alert. The girls are fighting. Yeah, and Windblade's he like. literally has no fucking idea what's happening. And Windblade's like, Bumblebee, help me. I'm dying. <laughs> and Bumblebee just functionally gives her like a thumbs up. He's like, you got it, buddy. Go yeah. get him. Uh, Thundercracker is about to kill her for real, though. And at that point, <laughs> Bumblebee, like, steps in and, like, tosses Thundercracker over. But it is still Windblade who, using her fan blades to generate wind, do you see the what they did? Um, blast Thundercracker over the side of a cliff. Don't worry, he's fine. He can fly. Yeah, he's a plane. That doesn't, it's a minor inconvenience, really. Um, so with him dealt with... We get more exposition. Yeah, Windblade's like, fuck, we need, I need to get in there and see how jacked up your memory is. We're gonna do a cortical psychic patch. Well, there's there's a couple bits of exposition I want to talk about, because some of the lines for them is, uh, really good. So she's like, alright, first we have to get somewhere safe. Um, I think I saw, like, some mines somewhere. Let's go to these mines. Um... And on the way over, she's like, okay, so that that you saw there was a Decepticon. We hate Decepticons. Okay? And uh, just, like, whatever you do, don't trust a Decepticon because, well, they're deceptive. That's right. Um, they eventually make it over to, <laughs> over to the mines that she found before. Um, and she's, like, preparing again to do this cortical patch that, um, that Nero just mentioned. And she looks over and Bumblebee's looking into the mine and she looks at him and she goes, we're not going in that hole. <laughs> He's like, I want to go in the hole. But um, so yeah. this, this cortical, she says, don't worry, Bumblebee, the cortical psychic patch is a completely painless procedure. Nothing bad can happen. And then she pulls out. So she reaches like into her subspace or whatever to pull out like the, the patch cable and instead comes out with this like torture device. That she does not talk about. And there's like a moment where like Bumblebee's like absolutely fucking not <laughs> looking at this thing. And then she looks at it and she's like, oops, no, 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 sorry. That's not what I meant to grab. And it's like, hey, hold on. Why Can we talk that? about whatever yeah. that was One, for a second? What was that? Two, why do you have it? Um, look, you know, when Windblade's, she's, she's, she's like the wet work guy for the Autobot. She has a lot of stuff that she can't talk about um so you know it's 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 best it's best just to forget about what you saw bumblebee and he will and he will so she goes in she fucking mind merges with him and is like oh jesus christ your memory is fucked up bumblebee all this shit is busted uh but then of course psychic feedback happens in a big old psychic explosion like emanates from their position which of course draws thundercracker and nova storm no the purple one is not skywarp you fucking idiots why would it be skywarp <laughs> this is nova storm this is um, this 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 series what i like about this series is that they really latched onto the fucking z rank uh seeker guys who have just yeah. been 
extra Starscream recolors for collector's lines forever. It's like, we're going to put Acid Storm in the show, you know. Well, one of the, like, like, the core parts that we get, like, very early on in the series, like, in these episodes, is that there are so many Seekers. And it's fine. Fine. Don't worry about it. Starscream's definitely not going to lead them to do terrible things later on. It's fine. You can just make infinite guys based on one guy, and that probably won't lead to any like. I mean, bad stuff. It's easy. It's easy to sell toys. Um, but yeah. So this episode ends with uh this psychic explosion and good night, sweet windblade. Um, they both pass out. <laughs> yes, and we uh we cut we get we go right into episode two here. Memory. Um. Where, yeah, but b- I like Bumblebee's, Bumblebee is not happy about this, because Windblade said it would be utterly painless, and he's really mad at her. Yeah. Also, my first note here, uh, uh, it is Nova Storm, but my first note is, uh, congratulations to Skywarp on her transition. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I looked on the TF wiki, uh... Listen, she's not gonna deadname herself. I, Skywarp is in this show, but apparently... Yeah never says anything it is true yeah there are a bunch of again you see a lot of seekers in this show and many of them say nothing however she is indeed a lady so that's right yeah your comment still stands um that's right like ever since uh it's it's been since cyberverse that they're like skywarp is lady now that's right so yeah i mean bumble bumblebee is like don't talk me i'm angie um with when windblade is trying just trying to get him please put the the patch back on i need to get in there and unfuck your shit buddy yeah so she's like okay your shit is so fucked that like it literally damaged us in a way i've never seen possible before so we need to make the connection stronger and thundercracker was here which means he has a ship. We need to go to his ship and jack into it so I can use the power to psychically meld with you even harder. Yeah, she basically needs to use the ship's power to, like, stabilize his mind palace. Um, But, of course, right before that, uh, the Seekers attack. And yet again, Bumblebee is just, like, not really taking things serious at all in the first episode he actually managed to deploy his like stinger weapon oh right and paralyze thundercracker but he forgot how to do that yeah and again once again the the seekers like do not snark they don't like sass or anything they just attack oh yeah and they're yeah so they they uh windblade kind of gets into a dog fight with him and eventually uh thundercracker leaves. sucks shit at this by the way he's not I, good He's, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It's like, buddy, you have thrusters on your feet. Use them. What are you doing? You're just like using your legs like the worst, most uncoordinated person in the world. He's not very bright, seemingly. Um, But eventually Windblade tricks them by uh, luring them towards this rock overhang near the mine they were hanging out next to and collapsing it on them. Uh obviously inspired by the classic beast wars combat maneuver of drop a bunch of rocks on them of course 
Um, so yeah, that's dealt with, and so they go and, and find the scout ship, which is pretty easy, all things considered. They just kind of walk in. I mean, it's a large ship, and there's no one else around, so... <laughs> no one else around. Bumblebee immediately starts pressing every button. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> when Buddy's like, okay, stop. Just, like, don't touch anything, and then leaves to go find, like, a power source... And Bumblebee's immediately like, no, heart emoji. So she finds the main computer and sets up the, like, super patch. Um, And Bumblebee is still not thrilled about this. She's like, look, it'll be fine. The the computer will help us keep things stable so we won't get hurt. Um, And so she kind of gets... Now, here's here's the crazy part. Here's where the crazy shit happens. Where Windblade... So she hooks the patch into the computer, but the other end doesn't go into herself. So how is she going to do it? Well, that's fine because she's a telepath. Yeah, well, this is this is actually a really cool reason. And I don't I don't know if this was the reason if what came first, them choosing to make Windblade the main character or them choosing to go with this plot. Um, But in the comics, like, she was known for being something called a city speaker, be- being able to speak to Metro Titans, um, and which have, like, uh, ancient and incomprehensible language that would, like, kill you Eldritch style if you weren't a city speaker, basically. Um, and so, like, that's the skill she's using here. And it's, like, a cool way to translate that in from the comics into the cartoon. Bumblebee can talk in here, which is a wonderful relief for me, because um, he's just using his normal voice and not his terrible radio impressions. And they kind of try to uh, go through and, and fix some of these shattered memories. She tries to get him to remember where the Ark is, because the whole thing here is, we, we kind of skimmed over in episode one, but the whole th- reason that Windblade is here is because Optimus and Bumblebee left on the Ark to find the Allspark, which is hidden on Earth. The Kind of the classic Transformers plot setup. Um, but they vanished completely, and now Bumblebee just randomly pops up, completely amnesiac. So she has to figure out, one, where the Ark is, and two, where the Allspark is. Um, so she tries to get him to remember the Ark, but that kind of like she tries to get to remember where the arc is but that backfires and the memory like super corrupts so instead she's like okay okay just try to remember literally anything about the arc yeah he, start he easy so we get um i don't think we get any we get a we get a little cameo of optimus here but i don't i don't think there are any other characters in this scene are there um i should say well perceptor's not in this one right he doesn't say anything if he is in it. I didn't know. He, I now. think I think he's in it, but he doesn't say anything because he's the one like he 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 has like the coordinates or something for where the arc is going. But I don't think he says anything. Yeah, and and so in this memory, he remembers like loading up onto the arc and Windblade coming by to say goodbye because this whole thing is like Windblade is very adamant oh. that they are very close friends. And actually, f- just as a note, like. This is the first time in the podcast that we've actually seen Perceptor. Fuck, that's true. He doesn't show up until season two of G1. Well, unless you count Armada, but 
once again, that's just like a random name used for the company. No, I don't count. I I don't count the Minicon. <laughs> you don't count the Minicon combiner? <laughs> no, I don't count the Minicon combiner, especially since that's not Perceptor in the Japanese version anyway. That's um, true. So this is, this is Perceptor. He's an Autobot scientist. We'll see more of him here and much more of him in G1 um, and more of him in Animated. He'll be in a bunch of places. Whenever um, there's a smart guy, it's either Perceptor or Jetfire. And if it's a smart guy who does like epic stuff, it's probably Jetfire. Or Wheeljack occasionally. Wheeljack is the his guy character go... is much more is much more varied. Yes, and also he usually makes a lot of fuck ups. Perceptor right. less fuck ups, uh, more more of a professional than Wheeljack is, but perhaps. In some continuities, he's a little bit of a weenie. In others, he is a, a badass sniper. Right. In others, aka the comics, um, he's cool. He's he's the world's coolest microscope. He's the world's coolest microscope, and all the other scientists want to kiss him. And also drift. <laughs> People forget because Dratchet was Endgame there, but like the the drift scepter was very heavy in the comics for a long time. Is Drift a fucking sapiosexual? Is that what we're learning here? Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> well, regardless, <laughs> Windblade and Bumblebee are very good friends. Um, and he kind of finally remembers that. Because this whole time, Windblade's just been trying to bring him back. And he's just been like, yeah, sure, whatever. You seem cool. Thumbs up. Uh, yeah, and so, like, the memory, like, the last bit of this memory of him boarding the Ark with Optimus is um, him hugging Windblade goodbye. And he's like, oh, shit, we're friends. She's like, fuck, finally. Um, um, but yeah, they, then, okay, this, <laughs> I can't believe that this happens. So, they get interrupted because uh, the someone calls in on the radio, Starscream, calling in to see what's going on with Thundercracker. And before Windblade can react, Bumblebee just sprints up to the to the console and like yells into the microphone and Starscream just goes, Bumblebee, what the fuck? <laughs> to be very clear, this episode ends, memory ends with Starscream calling in before Bumblebee can do that, and then immediately going into all sparks. Yeah, um, and we just it just it just we just go right over it. Like it just ends yeah. with Starscream going, What the fuck? And uh next episode starts with Okay, why does she let him fly the ship? I don't know. Presumably because he actually had skills at doing it before amnesia. He's very bad at it. He's very bad at it. Um I actually have, I actually, my note here is Bumblebee, more like Bumbling Bee, more like Fumblebee, is this anything? I must be honest with you. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, he sucks at it. He crashes it. He, well, he like pings it off of this fucking radio tower. He doesn't quite crash it, but he definitely doesn't no, land it. No, that's a crash. It's still, okay, look. As long as the ship is in one piece, it's technically a successful landing. That may be true. It's still a, it's still a crash. Okay, if I rear, in, if I rear, insurance rates are going to skyrocket for sure. If I He's rear no and a, a progressive safe driver or whatever. If I rear end someone, that's a crash. That's true, but uh, yeah, no, I don't know why she lets him fly this ship. It doesn't work. Also, I, I love that they are flying this 
completely uncloaked Cybertronian spaceship over Earth. I mean, there's I, no humans. It's fine. I know it's the middle of, like, the Nevada desert or wherever, but surely somebody saw that. Yeah, and now and th- that's that's who <laughs> that's who uh, our government swore under oath. <laughs> that, uh, that we have uh, bits of. Sector 7 is going to come kill that guy at some point. They're, they're real in this universe now, I've decided. Um... So, as in our actual universe? No, I wish John Turturro was like a secret agent in our universe. Um, sorry, I, I just I shouldn't have mentioned his name. I just remembered that scene from Revenge of the Fallen where you see his whole ass. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, the Windblade specifically, they they crash into this uh radio tower because Windblade's like that radio tower will mask our signal and so they're they're stopped and Windblade's like you're never flying again also come on let's fucking go while we still have time um and you're my palace gay boy yeah back back into the uh the mind minds we go we get so many guys popping up in in this in this episode so bumblebee remembers uh windblade tells him about the allspark because he doesn't know what the allspark is and she kind of gives you know we we know yeah gesturing to the to the to the to the uh to the listener here we know what the allspark is we've seen enough stuff with it in it to understand that it's a big rock that makes stuff functionally um and so Bumblebee remembers basically being the runner for the Allspark back on Cybertron, taking it to a secure location uh, when God starts talking to him through it. Yeah, this pea's pee carrots ass motherfucker, this Funimation, you should be watching. Yeah, it's just, like <laughs> whispering at him. Yeah, yeah. Um, ASMR, ASM Allspark. Pretty good. Um,. He's getting instructions, by the way, from a commander who is not identified at the time, but um, it is Grimlock, which is exciting. That's what Grimlock sounds like? That's Grimlock, yeah. He's so posh. Yeah, no, Grimlock's very cool in in Cyberverse. I really like Grimlock. Because he shows Um, up in this episode, he doesn't say anything. Well, he does, he doesn't know it. Um, But but that is... Yeah, I did did not have the the visual component. His his only on-screen appearance is him getting blown up. But for the record, that is why he's there, right? Because yes, okay. he's a com- uh, commander. So there's the context, like, he's in the background here and he's in that scene because he was uh, Bumblebee's commanding officer, basically, at this point. Um, so anyway, Grimlock's like, Bumblebee, get your ass back here quickly, please. Um, and so Bumblebee, like, goes to the drop-off point and surprise, it's Seekers! There's so many of them, and this time Starscream is here, though. We get our first on-screen Starscream appearance. You'll never guess what he looks like. He looks like Starscream. He looks like Starscream. And, uh, so, I think But, like, very, very much his G1 self. Like, we've had a few variations of Starscream. Actually, all the characters that we've gone through, all the shows we've gone through so far, have not looked particularly G1 Starscream. Except, of course, for Beast Wars. Um... Well, so, yes. <laughs> so one of the things about this show is that this is was the first uh TV series. So during this period um 
Hasbro was doing something called the Evergreen Designs, where they were trying to take a lot of these G1 characters and kind of make iconic designs for them they could just put wherever, right? Like, not tied to any specific series or any specific uh, time. Where you just have a you just have a design of Optimus Prime, then you can just slap on like a generic lunchbox or make a generic figure of. I don't think they're doing that anymore, but they were they were interested in doing stuff like that in this uh, period of time, and so a lot of the designs for the characters in Cyberverse are based off of those uh, quote unquote evergreen designs. And the evergreen designs are mostly based off G one. Yeah, they're they're G one flavored with like a few a few little changes. They're um, updated. They're updated yeah, they're to like, not look like you know rectangles from the nineteen eighties. But yeah, so but Starscream looks like G one Starscream. He sounds like G one Starscream has a cold. Um, I don't. I don't mind Starscream's voice. I mean, like every, literally every single person has whose voiced starscream has tried to do that that's true but i think so to talk a little bit about the cyberverse uh the cyberverse voice acting because we're gonna but we're about to get our our optimus and megatron finally introduced on screen with with the speaking lines it's interesting because like i said a lot of these voice actors are less well known and and maybe younger um but the performances in this seem to sort of hew in in two directions right because, like, I, you know, as I said, I was shocked to hear that the voice over the radio was supposed to be Grimlock. Because that is not, like, any vocal performance of Grimlock I've ever heard before, right? It's a very yeah. different interpretation of the character. Then you've got uh, Jake Fushi's Optimus Prime, who is totally trying to do a Peter Cullen thing and just not, not really... Uh, pulling it off. Oh God, this is the guy who voices him in the Netflix show. That's yeah, why I don't like yeah. his voice. He hits it about like fifty percent at a time, but it's like it's too inconsistently similar stilted. to Peter Cullen that it kind of gets uncanny valley. Yeah, and he's also very. But you stilted. do get used to it. Yeah, is he? But you know, he's still doing like a because like. I think Prime Optimus is kind of stilted on purpose. Like, he's kind of an awkward guy. This just seems like there was some bad line readings. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I really like, actually really like what I heard of Megatron's voice this episode. Yeah. I, I think he's great. I like Megatron, and we only hear a little bit of him in this episode, but I love Soundwave's voice choice. Yes. I, I really, really like the direction they went for with Soundwave, which is also very different um, than he's been in the past. Oh, hey, he's voiced by the guy who plays Nikali in Street Fighter V. I didn't know that. Interesting. Um, so, um, yeah, so uh, the the Decepticons show up and they are all, everyone is fighting over the AllSpark, um, basically. Uh, eventually, it, it, like, turns over to where the space bridge is um, and... Uh, Optimus is basically trying to get Bumblebee to get the AllSpark through the space bridge. Um, we get a bunch more guys. Uh, Grimlock gets his shit rocked. Um, we get the first... <laughs> I love how he shows up. He smiles all triumphantly, then immediately gets straight for like six seekers and falls yeah. over. 
It is it is no fault of Grimlocks, by the way. No, There's absolutely. very many very many seekers here. Um and uh we also get our our first look at um a Cyberverse original Shadow Striker. Um Yeah, the, so this yeah, this character pops out of nowhere and like just screams at Bumblebee in like a completely unhinged way. So look for more of her in the future. Yeah. Um It seems like they she, have history. I don't she, know what it is yet. Yeah. Uh she also just like pins Windblade down. This too is Yuri. Mm, yes. Oh yeah, Windblade totally humiliates Starscream in this fight. Oh yeah. Like just it's, completely clown. <laughs> we are we are back to it's so funny because he's being so effective against Optimus and Bumblebee beforehand. Um and they just and that gets like completely wrecked by Windblade. Um uh, so you know, she like shows up and she has like a line about a matter of timing and then literally trips him and he throws his wings at her, which is a bad idea for someone who depends on them. Um, yeah, you don't want to do that, generally. And then she also tosses him off of a cliff. But like, again, he's again, fine. He can fly. Yeah, he's, he just transforms. Um but yeah, so this whole thing is they're trying to get the AllSpark through the space bridge because Optimus is going to hide it. But the space bridge is closing due to damage. And so he fucking, he eats it through the space bridge at the last minute before it explodes. Yeah, literally, my line is just the Um This is also, this is the moment when we get to see Soundwave. Um, yes. Because uh, Soundwave, Megatron basically sees that they're trying to make a, uh, run for the space bridge and he's like destroy that fucking space bridge i want the all spark it's mine it's mine um and Soundwave is like cool 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 and just like starts blasting it sonically gives it the old the old the old sonic blast uh i love this Soundwave's design he looks great yeah he looks great he sounds great Soundwave is definitely like a stellar um example to come out of this show yeah great stuff all around for Soundwave. And yeah, they uh, they 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 chuck the all spark through the space bridge, and uh, kind of you know, uh, and the whole thing, of course, obviously, it's it almost goes unsaid. They must keep the all spark out of Decepticon hands because they'll use its power for evil. Yeah, we know we know how it be. We we've heard this story before. It's almost like we've done five seasons of this. <laughs> yeah, and well, okay, you know. Only one of them has actually involved an AllSpark. That's but true. There is an AllSpark in Prime as well. It's just a very late edition. <laughs> right. Correct. Oh uh, yeah. Then um, Bumblebee's like, "Holy fuck! That truck guy was so cool. I want to buy his toy right now." I mean, who was he? <laughs> um, and Wimblade's like, "That's Optimus. He's somewhere out there. And don't worry about it. More importantly, I think your brain is maybe repairing itself." Yeah, his memories are starting to like unfuzz, and he's tr- he's starting to remember, and that's the end of Allspark. Good yeah, little, good little three part intro to uh, Cyberverse here. Yeah, I think Cyberverse sort of benefits from knowing what it is from the like get go. Right. Um. Again, the places this show goes are pretty insane. Um, especially for the tone, which is I would I would say the tone is similar to TFA. Okay, well, I like that show. Uh, of animated, just in terms of, like, the target audience, right? I like, and like, I like, like that show a lot. 
like the age group that that it's trying to go for and the tone that it's trying to strike and then things get whack (laughs) but um yeah no it's um it is not necessarily my favorite but i do think it is a very solid show um yeah i I am looking forward to uh to learning about it because like i said i have literally no experience with cyberverse yeah this is exciting for me (laughs) i'll say i think i've talked about before but since you know we're a little we're a little shorter episodes i'll talk a little bit about like why i didn't watch cyberverse when it came out so the show immediately preceding this oh yeah (laughs) okay yeah now i understand (laughs) robots in disguise 2015 which is not good um it didn't look good its writing was like very uneven it had really fucking annoying characters um how can you not blades like blades my friend blades uh, (laughs) and uh, sideswipe in that show was the real fucking annoying guy also he looked he did everyone in that show just looks bad um except for strong arm maybe but like everyone else looks terrible and yeah rid 2015 was just like a moment where I was like, maybe I'm outgrowing watching Transformers shows. Because, you know, it, it was the follow-up to Prime, and it was functionally nothing like Prime at all. Um, and when I saw Cyberverse, I thought, oh, this is going to be more like more RID 2015 stuff. I won't bother with it. But I misjudged it. I was wrong. I fell into the trap that everyone fell into in 2008. That this was ruining ju- Transformers forever? That's right. I simply judged it by its appearance. And with my prior knowledge that the one before this one sucks shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I hope um, you look. I hope we don't have look, I, if there are any rid fans out in the audience, I Well, there aren't apolo- any more. <laughs> I won't apologize. I know what I said. Um I think that the no nose look looks really weird with the cell shading, and I can't really explain why. But it just looks wrong. It looks fine in Prime. I got used to it in Prime. It was just it like just, it just looks fucked up. I don't want to say that like it, no one cared about it because obviously I don't want to demean the work of the people who actually produced the show, but like no one cared about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it was very popular with its target audience. It was a friendly, right. it was a successful show. It just didn't it didn't have the crossover appeal. It didn't yeah. have anything to grab onto for like older fans. It was the Paw Patrol of uh, Transformers. Well, no, that's Rescue Bots. Oh right, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which is even younger skewed. Yes, it is. But at least that one has Tim Curry in it. And again, at least like that one knows what it was, right? Yeah. Like it was meant to be a show for really Honestly, young kids. I knew more Transformers fans who watched Rescue Bots than I did Red 2015. Well, not a good sign. Not a glowing review of it. Um, yeah, so that's where we are. Looking forward to doing more. Um, and in the meantime, we have some questions. Oh, boy, howdy do we. Um, uh, let me check. Let me check the, yeah. the Twitter real quick. Uh, or excuse me, the X. No. Nothing on Twitter. This is the only thing I'm going to dead name. <laughs> um, take us through the Discord. Yeah. Our first question is from Mimus the Gay, Daphnis. What's the weirdest thing you've ever info-dumped about to a friend in a car or on another mode of transportation? Napoleon's invasion of Russia. Disastrous invasion of Russia, I might add. I don't know that I've done this. (laughs) 
you've never talked you know you've never been in a long car ride and you've like got got a got a worm in your brain that you got to let out i don't think like that i've info dumped about it no i mean i've like come up with very strange philosophical questions <laughs> um or what give me some examples no i i don't i don't remember offhand but i don't think i don't think i i info dumped sorry um okay from EBDB miss prime if you could pick any comparatively normal Cybertronian and make them goth, who would it be? You know what? Ratchet. No, since I just brought him up this uh, this episode, uh, Perceptor. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I think Perceptor goth. would be a very funny goth. <laughs> goth Perceptor is so powerful. Oh, shit. <laughs> he fucking paints himself black and red. And he just, like, broods all the time, but he's, he's, like, still a scientist. It's literally his exact same coloring, except reversed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goth perceptor. That's, that's potent. That's a right? potent strength. Pretty good. Um, like from, from Rosie the Riveter, um, because we don't get any human characters in Cyberverse, which human from other continuities would you partner up with the Autobots? Which evil human organization would each Decepticon work with? Um, and the ones we see in the memories count. Well, this one, this one's hard because I don't really know anything about these incarnations of the characters yet. Like, I guess I know enough about Windblade, but like, I don't know anything about this version of Soundwave. I don't know anything about this version of Starscream beyond like, I bet he's a treacherous little cunt, but like, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) what else is new? Like, yeah, I I could I could point at basically every single one and say that except Armada. Yeah, um, this one does take it to new levels. He's in, he's incredible. He's he's possibly the bitchiest Starscream that I've I've That's I've seen, which is incredible. Prime. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's something. That's something. He's he's amazing. I love him. Uh, and again, like this is another one of those shows like Prime where Starscream is at any moment exactly as competent as he needs to be for the show um but this one again like prime as well does skew to him being at least early prime uh skew to him being more competent than not the thing is i don't i like that there's no humans in this show it's kind of refreshing um they they said that the reason there weren't any humans in the show is because since it's 11 minute episodes they didn't need a b plot they don't need like human shenanigans to fill time right they can just they can just tell the robot story. Um, like yeah, I don't really want any of them to hang out. Sorry, sorry, Prime Trio. You're you're like the the Prime Trio are like the best uh, yeah. human characters I've seen so far. I know I know I've hear a lot of great stuff about Earthspark, but I haven't I haven't seen that show yet. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> put June Darby in here. Um, <laughs> not forget the kids, June Darby. <laughs> There we go. Um, and then evil human organization, they, they just work with the CIA. Put Cobra in here. Let's get some, I, look, I think it's time to get some more Transformers versus G.I. Joe content out in the world. I mean, movies. We're, we are going to get it at some point, but we're not going to get goofy, campy Cobra Commander. They're going to try to make it serious. Or maybe they won't, because they already tried that and it didn't really work. Nobody it, saw this fucking G.I. Joe movies. <laughs> that's true. But maybe they will now that they're making a Hasbro Cinematic Universe. In, the Rock was in one of them. I'm telling you, if they don't make a gem in the Holograms movie, I'm out. Yeah, Hasbro, there has, they, once ha- again, they tried that, 
but they fucked it up because they tried to make it real. No, make it stupid. If you're going to make a Hasbro Cinematic Universe, you better put the fucking ponies in there. You better... (laughs) I'm so serious. I want to see... I want to see Rainbow Dash take down Cobra Commander, and I'm not joking. (laughs) On the big screen. On the big screen. Using real horses. I don't want that. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, I'm imagining it now. We need to move on to the next question. I need to get this out of my fucking brain. (laughs) Um, From Cyberora, Aurora. Oh, no, your local vocal cords got exploded in a horrible, presumably ratchet-based accident. I would say wheeljack-based. Yeah. Hey, she said ratchet fixed them. I don't... Ratchet is not an accident-based fellow. He He is a very competent medical officer who is just paired with the guy who blows stuff up all the time and makes like war crime machines on accident we can rebuild it but only with youtube poop tm sentence mixing technology the doctor oh. just needs to know what show slash movie slash web series you'll be using as the base for mixing oh I... my god i'm imagine i'm imagining okay. bumblebee youtube poop sentence oh my god I say, I'm saying this as someone who has never watched it. Riverdale. <laughs> the yeah. lines, the lines that I've seen come out of that show, I think, are irreplicable. You've so never experienced the high epic lies and highs yeah. and lows of high school football. So Riverdale. I mean, that's that's barely anything that besides what else I've seen in in these seasons. Uh, so. Uh, yeah. House. I want House MD. Okay. So a lot of malpractice in your yes in your your dialogue. A lot of, curse, a lot of cursing. Um, a lot of old men being grumpy. But once again, it's all YouTube poop sentence mixing. See if we can make him say like Pingus or something. Right. Uh, we have several from Nero from Disney minus. Um. First, why do they keep trying to give Optimus a mouth? They clearly know he looks better without one, since all the cool moments they have him go mathless. Oh, um, yeah, so he he doesn't have those nasty things out in these episodes. He is masked up the whole time. He's he is observing proper COVID protocols. Um, uh, we don't get to see those luscious kissers, and frankly, I don't want. To. Um, in in Prime, it's because it makes him gap moe. Yes. Also, look. Prime, I think I say I'm fine with the no lips. The no lips is good. The no the no nose thing is the one that kind of weirds me out, but it works together with the no lips. Right. Yeah. Like just a um, completely flat facial feature. Yeah. Yeah. They either one on their own would look weird. Um, the I haven't seen all of Prime's. I haven't become familiar with Cyberverse Prime's face, but I know you know. Okay. So the only the only Optimus, I will accept maskless, is animated Optimus Prime. He's the only one that gets to do it because one, he looks he looks good, and two, he's like a very different version of Optimus. I mean, I accept Prime. I accept Prime maskless. That's true. I I forgot about you know he's he's also good, but like and again, it's get my way. Yeah, and I I think Earth Sparks maskless Optimus is okay as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think because they want Optimus to be more, look more approachable, they want him to be more emotive is probably why they remove the, uh, the face mask a lot. Um, 
It's also because of the raw sexual energy of the mouths uh, for people who do have face masks, as established by uh, James Roberts in the comics. That's right. That's true. Yeah, the the knowledge that there's that there's lips under there actually makes it less erotic. <laughs> yeah, no. Did, did. Remember, remember when Brainstorm takes off his face mask? Yeah, no. Remember, James Roberts says that Tailgate has the most erotic mouth <laughs> to Cybertronians in the comics. Thanks, Jimmy. The the fucking tube. Thank you. <laughs> the fucking Jimmy tube. Boy. That just Thank you, Jimmy Boy. <laughs> um. So All Cyclonus right. was like, "What that mouth do?" Um, well, listen, Cyclonus <laughs> has a fucked up mouth himself, so that's true. He looks like a fucking samurai helmet, and then okay, that entire thruple has weird mouth situations. We got tube <laughs> mouth, we got samurai helmet, and we got impurata guy. Yeah, like <laughs> perfect. Their their oral life is in shatters. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, also from Nero from Disney Minus. I know that this is mostly due to the movies, but why is it always Bumblebee as Optimus as younger, young Lancer lately? What happened to Hotshot slash Hot Rod? Uh, they got the trademark back for Bumblebee. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Hotshot was named that. Um, I mean, Hotshot, yeah, Hotshot literally would have been Bumblebee. Hot Rod, I think, he is never, like, the second in command. He always feels kind of a different role. He is, I know he is in the show as well. He's the successor. Yeah, he is. He's a different sort of thing. Bumblebee is is the is the confidant. He's he's the fucking young ward sometimes. But Hot Rod, Hot Rod is being groomed for command. He's like right. he's the next in line. That's a sort of a different vibe than. And Hotshot was more of that towards the end of Armada. Um, cause uh, cause yeah, but yeah, I think the only reason is that like Bumblebee has more like name recognition now than Hotshot does. Yeah. So they put him in. Um, and if you had to pick a fictional child to be your oldest friend, who would it be? What? The last, sorry, the last question from Nero from Disney Minus. If you had to pick a fictional child to be your oldest friend, who would it be? No, I heard. It's just uh, a very odd question. Yeah. Um, 11, I guess. I don't have an answer to this. I can't think of one. Fair enough. Um, hang out with kids a lot. Actually, that's not true. I'm going to say Sora. Oh my god. Well, he's all of our oldest friends. It's true. That's right. Um, okay, and our last question is from Sobwitch in the Fog. If you had to explain the word to a Cybertronian who had amnesia, how would you do it? And who would be the worst slash best at handling the situation? Imagine a Cyberburger. Okay. You cut the Cyberburger in half. Uh-huh. And that's the war. And there's ketchup everywhere because the planet is, is ruined. The ke- because the planet is bleeding ketchup. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Who would be the best worst at handling the situation? At telling someone about the, like, telling an amnesiac? No, I think about receiving the news that there was a war. Well, if we, once again, talking about Tailgate, he took it pretty well. That's true. He took a lot of things pretty well. Um, he, that little guy really rolled with the punches a lot of the time, you know? I think Soundwave would do well with it. Yes. He has a lot of, like, mental strength, and also he wants war very badly. He has, he has the fucking fire of revolution in his heart. Um, Yeah. If he, if he found out there was a war, he'd go, oh, fuck yeah. Starscream would probably not take it well. Mm, I don't know. He also wants a war. 
depends on the star scream, I guess. But I think I think the bigger issue would be he would not take it having amnesia well. No, he would not. Just he'd be whatever his pre amnesiac self is. Um Oh, who would take it who would take it? Actually I, feel, I mean Skyfire kind of did. He didn't okay. take it very well. Well he did okay, but he kinda just went along with the other guys because he like his friend was there, but he's like, Why are we doing war crimes? Yeah. And Why then, do you want me to execute these guys? That's weird. And then he became an Autobot, and he's doing just fine on that. That's true. Yeah. Worst yeah, is probably Cliff Jumper. Oh my I'm god. I'm gonna give it to Cliff Jumper no. because he'd be so mad about missing the war. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's why he would be mad. <laughs> right. I was about to say, that man has true violence in his heart, but no, he'd be like, fuck! Fuck, I missed Shit. it, yeah. No, 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 no. You, 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 you were about to interrupt my vision. You didn't see where I was going. I, should, I should never should have doubted you. Yeah. He's, he'd be like, hey, is that, is that fucking guy Mirage dead yet? And they'd be like, no. And then he runs <laughs> off. It's like, nope, Cliff Jumper, wait. Um, yeah, I think that's it for me. Yeah, I think that's it for the questions. Um, of course, you can find us for who, who knows whoever much longer on Twitter at Prime Cuts Pod. Um, the search bar still says twitter.com i'm not calling it by elon musk's stupid letter name i'm yeah Um, he's gonna see how how annoying it is to have people call you by your dead name is all i'm saying (laughs) that's right he's gonna find out um but yeah we uh we're we're out there you can find me on twitter once again for however much longer at dragon smoocher you can find me on uh co-host at dragon snuggle you can find me on tumblr.com at cyclonus with a five instead of an s I need to uh, check if someone's still squatting on that fucking URL. <laughs> I'm Audrey. You can find me on Tumblr, Twitter, co-host, and now Blue Sky at Optimum on Prime, my funny robot internet joke. You can also listen... Oh, wait. Do you want to do your other plug? Sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, Sorry, because we were on break for a while on those as well. Yeah, I've got Radio Free Heidelin at Heidelin Radio on Twitter at Radio Free Heidelin co-host. We're going through a... Uh, structure change for that show because playing through that much of Final Fantasy XIV and so little time was really burning us out. So we're going to change up what that show is. Uh, relaunch should be coming sometime this month. And then I've got Talk Cycles, which still doesn't have its proper uh, proper socials yet. But you can you should also uh, go listen to our uh, special podcast of Power episode for the Nimona movie. We talked about the Nimona movie for like two hours. That's up on the podcast of our feeds. I do it with my friend Jane. All of those are with my friend Jane. Um, yeah, that's that's all my stuff. Okay, cool. Uh, already said where you can find me personally. You can listen to the other podcasts I do. It's called Pod Agreed. It's about Yu-Gi-Oh. We're in the middle of 5Ds. It's good stuff. You can find that at Pod Agreed Cast on uh, Twitter. And I think it's Pod Agreed Cast on Tumblr as well. Um, and you uh can uh follow moonshot for for news about a new york video uh podcast i'm gonna be starting with a friend and uh i'm also uh in a uh radio drama that has seen some movement lately so hopefully i really will have information about that soon um and that's it for us so um thank you uh for listening thank you for keeping with us over this break uh, until next time, I am going to go in that hole. Transform and roll out. I am going to 
uh, do donuts around my friend while she desperately tries to bring me back from my amnesiac uh, fugue state. Transform and roll out. Peach. Peach. Peach.